Good morning, Ray. Good morning, John. How are you today, I'm sir? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Fantastic. I'm so happy to be here. It is Wednesday. We are uh, set to record another episode of Saturday Morning Sales Meeting, my favorite podcast. It's a podcast about everything automotive. It is. I'm glad. Are you here with us? I'm, I'm right here. I'm All right. You were go. taking notes. You were I, I you had show ideas. I was, I was writing some stuff down. Right. You, you know what they say about writing stuff down. Uh, a, a dull pencil is better than a sharp mind, right? Right. There you go. A dull pencil is better than a sharp mind. See, you said you were going to include that, and there I, I set did. you up. You I did. lobbed it right up there for you to spike it down over the it net. It was a volley, and I slammed it home, bro. Well done. Okay, that's another episode of Saturday Morning Sales. Hey, this morning, Ray, I was, uh, I, ha- I don't know what I was reading, like Facebook or Reddit or something, and there was a post about this movie called The Dirt. It was, it was TikTok. There was a little clip from the movie, The Dirt. I'm like, what the hell is The Dirt? I've never heard of The Dirt. It's a, like a mockumentary or something. Supposed to be like a you know you know they've had the Elton John story come out they've right. had the Queen story come out right well this one's about Motley Crue hey let me tell you I was a huge fan of Motley Crue in the eighties of course you were yeah I mean I'm a teenager I'm playing guitar long hair I, I've got their posters on the wall I did not have long hair had a skater haircut all right you know where you had to flip your head to the side every five seconds I I remember those days get the bangs out of your eyes yep let me tell you Ray two thumbs down. Really? Yeah. I mean, I watched it because I'm a huge Motley Crue fan. Right. The movie is poorly acted. Like, not poorly doesn't even do justice. It's horribly, horribly acted. Really? So, what? Yeah. There are people playing the uh, band yeah. members? It's not. Yeah. And then, like, the singing. Tommy Lee or. When they do a song, like, the volume drops down and. Like the the words are not in sync with the guy's mouth. It's just yeah, that's and, and it's not Vince Neil singing. I mean the music sounds okay, right? But you can obviously tell it's not Vince Neil singing. Well, I don't know why they didn't just use the original cut of the song, right? If they were going to make it that obvious between yeah. the what the actors were doing and what was actually being played. Yeah, I mean I guess they did that in that Elton John movie. They had some actor. Some singer sing the Elton John songs, and it wasn't Elton John. No, but at least they and it like wasn't made the it actor obvious. playing Elton John. Yeah, but I mean they like went with it, and they're like, okay, this isn't Elton John, but it's a reimagination of an Elton John song, right? You know, by this kid. Yeah. Well, this was like I don't know, supposed to be them playing live at the Troubadour in L.A., and it's like, man, it, the, the acting sucks. The song scenes suck. It's just over the top, ridiculous, with gross out humor and sex, and it's just not your cup of tea. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like they tried too hard, and it's done by Netflix, which you know is a horrible company anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like some of what Netflix produces. Yeah, I liked uh, Orange Is the New Black, but they're just a horrible company, kind of okay. like Jim Carrey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me to go into specifics. They're no. they're just a horrible company. All right. Well, you know, obviously you haven't been listening to your sad guru. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
a sad guru would even have to agree. They're a horrible <laughs> company. Horrible. Everything just is what it is, except Netflix. <laughs> and Jim Netflix is just, and Jim Carrey. They, they, are, they are just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not judgmental. That's just factual. Yeah. I, just, I, like, I love everyone, and I love everything in the world, except for Netflix and Jim Carrey. They're just horrible. <laughs> like, they're the devil, and they should rot, whatever. Okay. All right. So, uh, I'm wondering if you're going to be able to tie that back in. Well, yeah. So, no, I mean, maybe not. Okay. All right. But I had another current event. All right. So, that spurred me just as you were arriving here to the studio. I was in there fooling with the guitars. Yeah. And, you know, I keep like six guitars in here. I've got a little amp that does all these effects for me. Right. Well, I had to plug in the electric. Normally, I'm an acoustic guy. I know you are. But uh, so I got out the electric, strapped it up, plugged it in, put cranked it up to four, right? Because <laughs> I'm old, <laughs> right. instead of eleven. And I just tried to crank out some Motley Crue tunes and some old Skid Row. It's man, the chops just aren't there. I anymore. don't know. I was impressed. Uh, man, you know, it's not it, like riding a bike. For somebody who doesn't play guitar, yeah. I was very impressed <laughs> uh, because I could recognize the songs. Yeah. 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 ACDC, you play a little ACDC. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of Poison, Motley Crue, Skid Row, a lot of 80s hair bands in my repertoire. Absolutely. No, and uh, I was impressed. We did have some Weezer in there. Do you, do you remember Weezer? Oh, yeah. 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 If you want to destroy my sweater, right. pull this string as I walk away. Yeah. That's good stuff oh, right there. That is good stuff. All so right. so I was delayed in, in arriving here today. You were. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which is not uncommon. Let's be well, honest. Well, you know. So I have my truck parked to the side and, and we've got, you know, some woods on that side. So as I'm walking to the door, I walk through a spider web. Okay. Right? And I look down and there's one of the biggest spiders I've ever seen in my life on my leg. Yeah. And I jump and I flick the thing and I flick it into the truck. <laughs> And I'm sitting there thinking, crap, I don't want to get in the truck because now there's this big spider in the truck and he's pissed because I just tore down his web and flicked He's more him. scared of you, Ray, than you're scared of him. I, I don't know. He, he had that devilish pissed look in his eyes. So, see, my, my, my head would immediately go to, I'm going to be on the interstate going 75 miles an hour and this thing's going to crawl on my hmm. ear. That's exactly it. Or up my pant leg or, you know, I mean, right. I'm going to swerve and go off the road. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. So, so now I'm faced with that dilemma. Yeah. What do I do? Right? Yeah. So I'm looking for him and, you know, I mean, this is kind of my uh, trash vehicle. Right? Mm-hmm. So I'm... As in haul the trash to the... Haul the trash. To the landfill. And not, then just... It's a piece of trash vehicle. No, but, you know, I mean, it's it's not uh, the one that I, I keep up right. in the most pristine condition. Right, right. So, you know, we've got stuff on the floorboard and... There's, uh, so, crap, there's crap everywhere. Many hiding places. Many, for exactly, exactly. That's, a, that's <laughs> my point, right? So I'm like using a, a stick to kind of push through the stuff to see if I can find him. And I find him. Yeah. So I go in the house and get this... Uh, well, you found him and then walked away? Yeah, because he was just kind of sitting. Well, what am I going to do, right? I mean, it was hey, tight, with the stick. Tight area where I tried. I couldn't get him. So I went in and got some uh, some spider spray. Yeah. Right? And then, you know, so uh, he was he was still there and 
I doused him with the spider spray, and uh, yeah, I got it. Is it but is that it was curled up. He, he is. He's all curled up. He's did still you, there. Did you try that experience? He's still in the truck? Yeah, all curled up dead. <laughs> Hope he's not playing dead. You didn't flick him out or anything? You didn't no, get a tissue? No. You just left him in there yeah. as a warning to all the other spiders. That's, that's what I figured, right? Anybody, <laughs> any other spiders that come in there and be like, oh, God. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> They're serious around here. Uh, you didn't try the little social, I mean, the little experiment, the scientific study where you pulled off I, one I, leg? No, 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 no. I did not. I did so, not. Gonna, it was going to touch his legs what, what was the uh like they played a sound and and the spider jumped no he claps his hand oh he claps his hand and, and the, the spider, spider jumps. jumps and he pulls continues off to remove legs yeah, he pulls off a leg he claps his hand the spider still, still jumps jump. on the remaining legs all the way through until he, he pulls, pulls off, off the last one yeah and then all eight legs because spiders have eight legs right right i remember that from, i do uh, college i remember that from an hour ago i remember that from my master's <laughs> studies I remember that from what I experienced just, you know, <laughs> earlier today. But he pulls off the last leg. Claps his hands, and the spider doesn't move. And so, he concludes, yeah. at the removal of the last leg, the spider goes deaf. Right. right. Which right. is so often what happens in our oh, business God. world, right? I we, see it we all the time. We reach the wrong conclusion. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times it's because we've reached a conclusion, and now we're just going to prove our theory. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're going to find evidence of something we already believe. Right. Versus looking at the evidence and letting it tell you the story and, and you know, lead you to the proper conclusion. Amen. So we're here for a podcast about uh, movies and guitars and spiders. You know, whatever strikes our fancy. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I just can't help but point out the reason that you are an hour and a half late is because you walked through a spider web. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am not a fan <laughs> of spiders. You know, uh, Denny Crane from uh, Boston Legal? Uh, no, I don't. I remember the show. I don't remember Denny Crane. Denny Crane character. would have called that Nancy Pansy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I used to not be so, uh, Nancy concerned, Pansy. so concerned with spiders yeah. uh, until I had a friend of mine. Who got bit by a brown Brown recluse. recluse. Oh my God. The guy was in like uh, intensive care for a week. When I was a kid, a a friend of mine got, uh, a family friend got bitten by one on their leg. Yeah. And you know, created a little bump there. They didn't know what it was. Well, it started like making a crater in her leg because it just necrolizes the tissue, just kills the tissue. Right. And if you don't stop it, it'll just keep dying and keep dying. Yeah. Yeah. It's dangerous. They those are. things are tiny. Like, if you're scared of the size of the spider, a big one is usually pretty safe. And uh, I don't know what they look like. Really I am not a... Uh, a brown recluse and a black widow. you got to know what those two look like. Yeah, a black widow I could, I could spot. Right. Brown recluse, I don't know that I could. So, yeah. anyway, and he was just reaching into a wood pile, right? And grabbing wood off, and it bit him on his hand. And Oh, wow. Yeah. And next thing he knew, he was uh, in ICU. I was, I'm, yeah, the guy was in serious shape. So, well, then uh, you're forgiven oh, since you right, have a story right, about yeah. a spider bite. Right. It makes it all. Then he got superpowers, and you know, yeah. And we have a couple of spiders that come back every year on the corner of our porch, and these are big spiders, and we leave them because it helps with the bugs. Yeah. 
I like how you say we have a couple of spiders that, like, one's Harvey and one's Frank. I, I mean, they, 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 they come back every, every year. Or I don't know where they go to Florida during the winter they, they and they do, come back. They, they, I don't know if they hibernate. Do spiders could, hibernate? Or they die and new ones come, but they go to the same spot? <laughs> I, I, I don't say. know, but they they make these kind of... I love know. how you affirm that it's the same two spiders. They, they look the same. <laughs> I don't know that they're not. Do you know that they're not? Shall we move on to the topic? What, what is our topic du jour today? Uh, we're talking about... Which, which I should say, sorry to cut you off, please. but I should say ahead of time that you tried to tell me what the topic was going to be on your drive down here. You called me. I did. And I said, no, 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 no. Don't you, even tell just me. Just share it with me yeah. as we're recording yeah. and I'll give you my thoughts on it at right. that time. Right. Just bring it on me and I'll wing it. So <laughs> here we go. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm glad you felt the need to clarify we're, that. We're going to soar with the eagles or we're going to swim with the fishes. All right. So uh, using the setting of expectation to drive the sales process. The setting of expectations to drive the sales process. Yeah. You're going to have to elaborate there on like, like step by step. So as targets along the way, as we engage with a customer, Mm -hmm. we set the expectation as to here's how the process is going to go. Okay. So as we're informing, I think we move from that standpoint of, Hey, well just, just follow me. Just, just, let's just do the next step. And, Rather than do that, actually set up the customer to say, hey, here's the best way, you know, here's how we're going to handle this. Whether it's on the phone, here's what's going to take place when you show up at the dealership, whether it's a meet and greet, you know, as we're first sitting down and doing our fact finding and and uh, needs analysis or needs assessment with the customer. But using the setting of expectation with that customer so that they're aware, okay, here's how we're going to work through this process. Right. Here's the advantages to you. Kind of using the, okay. that whole mentality of uh, what are the advantages that our dealership provides? What are the advantages of following the process? How is this going to help me? How is this going to benefit me for me to engage in your Mr. Salesman's process of tracking down the best vehicle or the best product or service, whatever it is? It doesn't matter. the needs, yeah. So what you're saying is kind of laying out a roadmap for the customer saying, here's what the process is going to look like. Right. I, I can agree with that. I can see value in that as long as we do it with some forethought and discussion, you know, ahead of time as to what are we going to say, you know, what are we going to, how are we going to explain that roadmap? Yeah, that's because, what I thought we could talk about now. Okay. <laughs> well, just just yeah. because, you know, I don't want to walk out to the customer and say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm looking for a Jeep. Okay, great. Right. Here's Sell what we're going to do. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you for 10 minutes. We're going to go inside. We're going to do over needs assessment. We're going to drive three of them. Yeah. No, I don't want to. Yeah. And and when you say that's too much, what I'm going to say is (laughs) (laughs) then we're going to come down to figures and you're going to finally agree. And at that point, I'm going to turn you over to my F&I department. But no, I I can see value. I mean, we do that uh, when we were training BDCs, you and I, we would coach BDC reps to kind of say, all right, when you come into the dealership, I'm going to have a sales manager meet directly with you. You know, we're going to here's the benefit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's how that's going to be to your benefit. And then you're going to find the right vehicle and he's going to work with you directly. And and even when that customer shows up, we train the sales managers 
to kind of go up and do a little one and a half, two minute meet and greet. Right. And say, all right, you know, here's what the process looks like. You know, we're, John here, your salesman, is going to show you a few vehicles. I'm going to appraise yours. When you get back from the test drive, um, we're, yeah. we're going to go over some figures. Right. You know, you're kind of laying out. Yeah. Again, there are some hidden psychological things in there. Like, Absolutely. Like, when you get back from the test drive. Right. Which infers you're I'm going assuming, to go. yeah, that you are going on a test drive, right? Yeah. And now you understand the expectation is you're going on a test drive. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I can definitely see some value in that. And I wouldn't suggest that everyone is going to take exactly the same form, right? I mean, there has to be some salesmanship in it to know whether I'm just, hey, here's here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to go pull up a couple vehicles for you, take a look at, meet the need that you have expressed to me. And I just want to make sure that we land on the right one. I don't have to go all the way through delivery. Amen. Amen. And are you saying you kind of customize it to the the customer and the situation? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I may go a little further on a guy who's like, listen, I only got 15 minutes and I got to be out of here. Okay, great. Here's how we're going to use that 15 minutes to your advantage. Yeah, I like it. Right? I like it. So it just, I think the the more, and, and there is that, I think that natural error of customers whether it's in a dealership or anywhere, that is, you know, that natural apprehension. And by explaining to them a little bit about how this is going to work, I think it reduces their natural defenses as to, oh, crap, you know, what's, what's about to happen here? Yeah. Especially when, you know, I mean, the, on the high side, the average person buys a car once every three years. Mm-hmm. You know, many keep their cars for 10 years or 15 years or, you know, I mean, they've been inundated with phone calls and emails and everything else. If they've expressed any interest in any vehicle anywhere in the country, they've obviously been engaged quite a bit. So I think taking down the wall of, oh, crap, here I am in the belly of the beast, right? To be able to say, hey, here's what you should expect. Right? I totally agree. I think, yes, it does. It tears down those walls. It puts the customer at ease because... You got to imagine yourself in the customer's position, right? If more salesmen would look at their process through the customer's eyes, right? They double their money, right? Yeah. They double their sales because the customer walks in and he doesn't know that you're like, okay, I'm going to talk to you for a few minutes, then we're going to go look on the lot, right? No, I mean, set that out. Hey, I'll tell you what, I think it'll save you some time. Yeah. And, and find you a more suitable vehicle. If we could spend like four or five minutes in the office, just let me ask you a couple of questions about what your needs are. Yeah. You know, are you replacing a vehicle? Are you towing anything? Do you need a back seat? Uh, who's going to be using it most often? These types of questions. And then you, know, you can tell them up front, we're going to we'll do that so that I sh- know what vehicles to show you. Right. Then we'll go out and look at some and you can pick what, what meets your needs specifically. All right. Devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Customer says, no, I, I saw the one online and I, I like that one. Fair enough. I understand that. That's a very popular vehicle. You've made a wise decision. <laughs> However, I may have a couple of items that could either save you money or you know, suit your needs even better. Right. You know, I'm sure that... That met six out of 10 of your criteria, but I may have one that does 10 out of 10 for less money. Wouldn't you like to know about that? That hadn't made it online yet. Amen. Right? I mean, you you saw everything that's online, but we have vehicles that are just coming through our inspection process or vehicles that have just come in off the truck that haven't even gone through detail yet that we haven't put online. So I want to make sure that you're aware of everything we have that works within the, the bounds of what you had in mind for your next vehicle. Amen. Amen. Exactly. And I think most customers 
are going to, number one, appreciate that you're not just trying to slam them into a deal. Right. And two, you know, that you're genuinely interested in their needs. Yeah. And three, how they're going to be curious. You mentioned saving money. They're going to go, yeah, I'll give you five minutes if you'll save me thousands of dollars. You got virtually the same vehicle for less money? Yeah, show me that one too. And hey, you get the one of. I mean, you know, the funny thing about one of, Ray, in the car business is you got a salesman that does the process one out of a hundred times. And the other 99 times, it was a one of. Right. You know, oh, that guy just had 10 minutes. Oh, that guy just is swinging by on his lunch break. You know, I couldn't do the process with him. But I, I did it with that one guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Don't you remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know I'll do it. Right. You know, it's just the last 99 times. Right. But anyway, yeah. And, and the one guy that you did it with was the guy who said, well, can we sit down and kind of talk about what my needs are <laughs> right, first? Right, right. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. Let me go tell my manager. Yeah, that's right. what we're gonna do. Yeah. Hey, boss, uh, I'm gonna go do the needs. I'm gonna assessment. do the needs assessment because that's what you tell me to do, right? <laughs> Mental note there, yeah. Mister Manager. <laughs> I'm doing it. All right, so this is the one you like, right? Well, can I drive it first? Absolutely, you can. Hang on one second. Let me go talk to my manager. Hey, I'm gonna take it for a test drive, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have run across situations where people are like. You know, no, you know, I want a, a purple Jeep that's got the uh, 30-inch wheels on it. You know, do you have more of those? Right. I'm like, no, you're right. Let's go look at that one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and our response to everything is great. Great, yeah. great, 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 great. Oh, you want to just go look at great? Let's go look at that one, right? You want to, I mean, we, yeah. we do We do allow the customer to control their own destiny from some respect. But I think, again, that's the whole idea behind having this conversation is if we can set out the process, it's a lot easier to take control of a process that we just set out and explain the benefits to following this process. Here's why I like to do it this way. But now I'm in control and they feel like, hey, this is a guy who laid out the process for me. I can understand the values involved in this and I'm willing to engage in your process. Hey, great. Now I've I've got control of this customer. Yeah, and they're willing to, like you said, give up a little control. And and, and I think it's it's because you're being a professional and asking them or, or explaining how you're going to serve them. Right. Right? You're saying, look, I'm the expert here. Yeah. I know how to best serve your needs. Yeah. Let me take you by the hand and I'll, you know, be with you along the way. Right. I'm the professional. Right. Please allow me to perform my craft here, which is only going to serve your purposes. Yeah. That's like going to, uh, you know, people go to these like wine and paint things, right? Right. Well, you go, I mean, this is a weird example. I don't know why this popped into my head. Yeah, I'm not but really sure where sh- this is going to go. You, so. sh- you show up and the people are like, okay, draw a circle. You know, you paint a circle. Okay, now we're going to do, you know, they like kind of lead you through how to paint a sunset or something. You oh, know? yeah. And, and the way that they do that is, number one, put you at ease by having you drinking some wine. <laughs> but number two, they come across as the expert, right? right. They're the teacher and you're the student. Yes. Uh, and ultimately, I, I truly believe that, that people do want someone to help guide them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm. How many people walk into a dealership and and they have that that fear of oh God, you know, here I go, and to have somebody say, hey, 
let me let me show you how this is going to work in a way that's going to serve your purpose that you know is non-confrontational you don't have to come in here all you know ready to do battle I'm going to guide you and you make the best decision that works for you. Yeah, and that comes across as rapport building. And I think I said an episode or two ago about my old training notes from like my first day in the car business. And one of the notes was make your customer smile within the first two minutes. Yeah. If you can get a smile, crack a smile, get a joke in with a client in the first couple of minutes then yeah, you're breaking down those walls. Now you're on the same team instead of on opposing sides. Right. And, and yeah, I think, you know, you're walking down that path together versus being adversaries. But it's funny you mentioned uh, about people want someone to kind of help them along the way. Yeah. Well, if the existence of the field of life coach yeah. is any evidence. I mean, what the hell is a life coach, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, or even, the hell, psychology, psychiatry? I don't, I don't know the difference in psychology and psychiatry. You probably do. I do. But let's get to that in a second. Okay. But it, to me, seems like a place where people just want to go and like just let it all out, right? Yeah. They're like, and the reason is they want someone to say, well, that's normal. Right. You know, hey, everybody feels like that every now and then. Sure. Right? Yeah. They just want somebody to say, you're not a weirdo. Yeah. Right. Or, or you know, I mean, it's forest for the trees, right? Yeah. Everybody experiences that, you know, uh, they're so inundated and they don't see a solution. And if they could just talk it out in a safe environment and have somebody guide them through, you know, breaking it down to, you know, each one of these things, yeah. you know, how, how are you going to address this one? Let's not worry about the others and give them permission to set the other concerns of the day aside and focus on one thing and get clarity and walk out of there feeling a little better. Yeah, yeah, you make a good point. I'm, and I think everybody benefits from having somebody who they can again in a non-judgmental, you know, environment talk through the things that are going through their they're going on in their lives that would you know have just another perspective, another you know kind of a, a dose of reality to determine. Am I crazy? <laughs> right, you know, right. What am I missing here? You can't always engage with the people who are active participants in your issue. And I think the value there is just, again, being able to to have someone tell you that's normal. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's the same deal in the car business. It's the same deal in sales anywhere is, oh, you're having these issues? Hey, that's normal. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, the payment's too high? Hey, that's normal. <laughs> My payment's too high. Yeah. <laughs> They're all too high. Of course. <laughs> We're not giving you enough for your trade? That's normal. Yeah. It's pretty pretty par for the course there. Of course so, you go so, that way. So anyway, moving on. Yeah. Uh, you want the well, automatic or the manual? So, so the difference between psychologists and psychiatrists. Yeah. Uh, psychiatrists are medical doctors who go on to like study. Prescribe? They have the ability to prescribe okay. medications. I mean, they're actual yeah. MDs okay. who do additional study in the field of psychology okay. and specifically with, you know, uh, neurochemicals and, and the different psychotropic drugs. Okay. Uh, whereas psychologists are more just counselors. Okay. So right? they kind of talk with you. In some states, they do have limited prescription ability, yeah. but it's very limited, where okay. a, a psychiatrist could prescribe anything uh, under the sun because he's a licensed medical doctor. Well, I'm 47 years old. I should know that. Uh, I know. mean, luckily, I haven't had much use for them. Right in there. You go. <laughs> I haven't had a need to know the difference. But. Yeah. And I, I would... 
I mean, maybe I do have a need. I just <laughs> yeah. haven't, haven't addressed it. <laughs> right. You, you've never actually employed the field, which I might recommend to you, John. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, uh, it's, it's normal, Ray. <laughs> just tell me I'm normal. Everybody feels that way from time to time. All right, so thank you for explaining the difference in psychology and psychiatry. That's very uh, informative. Know, I'm hey, happy to do so. It's a podcast about everything automotive. It is. Well, and so and psychology and psychiatry is so much of psychological principles oh, can be used. So, Ray, I just took my pulse. Yeah? 108. Oh, oh thank God. <laughs> took it a second ago. You were saying, I took it a second ago and it said 65, and I said, oh, now it's 80. Right. Right. You said why? I said, yeah, you saw 65, and you kind of had that shock, which drove your pulse up, right? Well, 65, oh, God, you know? Oh, okay, there we go. It's 80 now. Yeah, I feel good. Awesome. Yeah, biometrics at work. Got that out of the way, too, Oh, good. We're just checking things off the list. These were all in my show notes, by the way, so I think we've covered all Your show notes that you... Didn't write down because you said, "Well, just hit me with it when you get there, and I, yeah, I'll, I'll just give my no, thoughts." I, I didn't know what your topic was going to be, but uh, but you knew you wanted to talk about the oximeter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And your pulse and your guitar. <laughs> yeah. no, I told you about these cufflinks, Ray. Yeah, I've heard. Yes, wish. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't talk about those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Ray's on the ball today. He's got jokes. Absolutely. That's why I'm here. I'm the comic relief. Well, have you been sailing lately? No. No. We went out once with our new sailboat, and uh, there was no like, wind. This is like the story of your first boat. You went out once on the first no, I've boat. been out on that boat many times, John. You and the family? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The first time we went out, I ended up like swimming back with the... <laughs> The uh, one of the ropes in my hand, pulling the boat back to the dock. Did you put it in your teeth so you could paddle with all fours? No, I tied it around my arm. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I tied it around my neck and just yeah. swam in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, okay. Nope, I tied it around my arm, but yeah, I had to swim it back. That seems inefficient, because if you had it on your wrist, like every time you went to take a... I would, but that was kind of the idea, and it was higher up on my arm, but to kind of pull it along with me, get a little further and pull I'm it. I'm just guessing here that it probably pulled you back to the boat. It got it's to the, the dock. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, yeah. hey, I want to thank everyone. I want to thank you, Ray, for joining us. I'm uh, joining us. I want to thank you for joining me right. to record this podcast, and I want to thank our listeners for joining us. Absolutely. I want to thank our listeners, and I want to thank you, John. I appreciate uh, doing this podcast with you. Yeah, we hope that everyone will uh, meet us here again. Yes, please, listen again. Thank you. If you enjoy the podcast, you can go to SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com where you can listen to additional episodes, read articles, and learn more about John and Ray. We also cover topics such as automotive sales and service, best practices, training, and techniques that you can put in place today to sell more vehicles and write more ROs. 
or gain more dollars per RO. To register for a total dealership assessment, you can visit the website for more information or simply send an email to info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. What's that email address again? It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. It's info, Ray, at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com? No, Ray, it's just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. So just info at SaturdayMorningSalesMeeting.com. You've got it. Great.